Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the West Side Sports Podcast. I am your host, Dakota Esri. Welcome into the podcast. It is December 2nd already, 2022. Welcome into today's podcast, Feel Good Friday, Fan Fiction Friday, all kinds of good stuff. Again, thank you to everybody who's been smashing the hell out of the uh, the streams and the overall ratings. I really, really do appreciate it. Today's podcast is going to be jam-packed. I have a lot here today. I have a couple things I need to get off my chest about a steaming hot topic in Mariner's hot stove land. Um, I have some hawks. I got some around the world. A couple small updates and stuff like that. Nothing overly big. Just a couple injury updates. But I got a lot of today's podcast is going to be, and the last couple, excuse me, have been pretty heavy upon the hot stove for the Mariner's what should Seattle do? How do people take the comments from Jerry's uh, Jerry show with Brock and Salt yesterday? I'm going to have a really deep dive into all of that for you guys to kind of give you a perspective on what I see, how I'm evaluating things, why I'm choosing to weigh or think or view the way I view and the way I think and all that good jazz. But anyways, again, if you guys haven't already, if you enjoyed the content I'm bringing to you today as well as stuff in the past and for the foreseeable future, please do subscribe and leave a rating. All that helps me out a ton. With that, I'm going to leave it there, and we're going to hop straight into it today. Hope everybody has a fantastic feel-good Friday and being safe on the roads as we have snow here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, around the world, two things for around the world today. Um, again, I'm not covering World Cup. Again, I said this on the last podcast. I don't know anything about soccer besides for when the when the ball goes in the proverbial net and there's a goalie. That's all I know. So just want to toss that out there. But uh, around the world is going to be focused upon Justin Fields and the update for the Rams at quarterback, which I'll do a deeper dive when we get into the Seahawks segment here in just a minute. Quarterback Justin Fields for the Chicago Bears was a full participant in practice today. Signs are pointing towards he's going to be able to start for the Bears on Sunday. Fantasy owners rejoice as the fact that Justin Fields was putting up 30-plus points per game the last few weeks. And uh, for those who, like myself, have had to go against Justin Fields before he got hurt, it was pretty painful. But uh, I'm really happy for, for, for the young man. He's had a really good, uh, strong second half so far to start the second half of the season, I, I should say. And uh, the Bears are in good hands. They really are. They need to get a couple wide receivers. Chase Claypool was a nice addition. Uh, obviously, trading away Roquan Smith hurts and stuff like that. But they're going to be in uh, as well as Leonard Floyd. Or, uh, uh, I think I, Leonard Floyd's the wrong name. Anyways, it's, uh, it's a good day overall in, in, in the sports world. There's so much going on right now, and I'm trying to do my best to cover everything. We're going to do a deep dive into the Kraken as well and give some love. And, uh, yeah. I'm a little bit all, all, all over the place today. I apologize for that. But there's just so much to, to uh, get into. The, the Justin Fields stuff, just like I touched on. John Wolford is going to start for the Rams on Sunday. Um, it's going to be interesting what happens and becomes of that. But uh, Sean McVay will surely have a couple jokers up his sleeve for that. Odell Beckham Jr. had a good visit with the Giants yesterday. I still don't anticipate he'll sign with them. I think they'll use uh, the Giants visit as leverage against the Cowboys. They're probably, I really don't like to say this. I don't want Odell Beckham to sign, but if he does, it's for the best opportunity to win a Super Bowl for this current year. So we'll see what happens and uh, becomes of that. The Patriots lose to the Buffalo uh, Bills yesterday, 24-10. to 10. Uh, The most popular trending thing out of this game was the altercation or yelling match between uh, quarterback Mac Jones and uh, whoever the hell is their offensive coordinator. They have like five of them and for, for the Patriots anyways. But it was a hot mess. 
Uh, Josh Allen, 22 of 33 through the air for, for, for the Buffalo Bills, 223 yards, two touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, seven receptions, 92 yards in the air for a touchdown as well. My main takeaway from this is a fantasy question and implication possibly. James Cook had 14 carries, 64 yards. Also had six catches for 44 more yards. 16.5 points in uh, PPR in yesterday's performance. Is this going to be something that fantasy owners need to be uh, keeping an eye on here? Because he's been really disappointing throughout the season. Obviously, Devin Singletary has been the main ball carrier. They did go out and trade for Naeem Hines. So they have a three-headed backfield back there, and they also use Isaiah McKenzie out of the backfield. So fantasy owners, if you're looking for a flex option, James Cook or Isaiah McKenzie might be decent options, but I definitely wouldn't lean in any direction towards either, either of the two, just simply due to the fact that they have not been very consistent. And Von Miller has went on IR, will miss four games. Um, for those who listen to his uh, podcast, the Von Cast, it's really, really pretty insightful. I like the perspective. I like his angle and view on how he looks at things. It's just a uh, good, good listen. So if you guys want a nice little podcast like Richard Sherman stuff, Rich Sherman is a fantastic podcast. Shout out to Rich for that. But uh, that's going to be around the world for today, for the week, unless obviously something major, major happens. But I'm anticipating more baseball stuff than anything right now due to that we're in the hot stove. And speaking of the hot stove and speaking of baseball, let's get into the baseball talks. Um, first of all, I need to address the elephant in the room. Everybody on Twitter is freaking the hell out about Jerry's comments, uh, yesterday on the Brock and Salk show. I'm going to do a breakdown for you guys for the next probably five to 10 minutes on here. Just giving you a heads up of why this conversation and the narrative needs to change and people need to just chill out. Right. I have been a Mariners fan, like so many other people who listen to this podcast for a long time. Probably like literally my entirety of my life. That's all I, all I can remember is watching VHS tapes of 2001 on, on my grandpa's TV, right? So this is, so Jerry said, I'm just going to kind of go by the, the, the breakdown of the comments and the overall reaction here. So a lot of people are freaking out because they're saying, oh, we have so much money locked up in the 2026, all this stuff because of the contracts for Luis Castillo, obviously Julio Rodriguez, um, uh, Robbie Ray. I don't think Robbie, Robbie Ray probably be in the last year if he were to opt in for the next three because he's got essentially Robbie, Real, uh, Robbie Ray's deal, excuse me, is a three-year deal with another uh, couple of years of add-on options for player options, club options. The Seattle Mariners in the 2026 payroll are going to be right now, currently, the number one paying team in all of baseball, more than Houston, more than Atlanta, more than the Dodgers, more than the Yankees, more than the Mets, everybody. They have a lot of op and a lot of players who are going to be needing money also when it comes up to that time. We're talking about players like Cal Raleigh. We're talking about George Kirby. We're talking about Logan Gilbert. Uh, what are you going to do with Ty France? Um, what if Jared Kellenic could possibly become something Jared Kellenic's going to need money? Obviously, that's a huge question mark, but I'm just saying that in general. The conversation and the narrative behind the comments, people are saying as, oh, Jerry's not going to spend because he's looking towards the future, not for this current year. I understand where you guys are coming from with this, right? I totally get the frustration of, hey, Jerry, people are asking you right now, the flat out question is, are you going to spend money on the big time premier free agents? In this upcoming offseason, right now, the hot stove season, the killing is just about to get tossed in the hot stove again, right? The coals have been pretty much cold lately. Um, but here's what like uh, the narrative needs to be about with the Seattle Mariners right now. And I'm, I, I really try my best not to tell people what they should think because that's not correct. But there's a lot of things that people aren't looking at right now. So I'm going to break down this real, real quick. I touched on Logan Gilbert. He's going to need money pretty quick. 
George Kirby, he's going to want money pr- pr- pretty quick. And knowing how valuable Jerry and Justin and this uh, and this organization and management feel about locking up young players, he's mentioned Jerry. When I say, when I say he, I'm, I'm referring to Jerry. Jerry's talked at length and multiple times over and over again on Brock Salt, on the Brock and Salk show, MLB Network, about how they want to be just like the Houston Astros. What do the Houston Astros do? Do excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I can't talk today. I apologize. I'm trying to push through it. Anyways, Houston Astros. They went out with a core that was at one point Jeff Bagwell, who works for the or the organization, Craig Biggio, who I believe is an assistant to the organization, or he's a scout. I do believe. I could be wrong. Anyways, um, Carlos Beltran was in there. He's obviously no longer because the dude can't shut his mouth about taking steroids and cheating. Um, this organization did not spend a whole lot of money in free agency to build this. They traded. They traded for for Justin Verlander. They had uh they had Garrett Cole or they traded for Garrett Cole from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um they uh drafted Jose Altuve. They drafted Car Carlos Correa. They drafted Jerry Jerry Jer- Jer- Jeremy Peña, Jordan Alvarez, uh drafted a- a- Alex Bregman. They did not go out and spend big money in free agency. This is what people need to understand. And I try and put myself in this because there are some times I get caught up in the same proverbial crappy smoke about this and the frustration on Twitter, which right now Twitter's marriage Twitter is very toxic. People are very, very worried that they're not going to spend money. You shouldn't be worried about spending money when right now this team is focused upon building a young core that's already playoff caliber already, everybody. So let's just pump the brakes. Let's take a couple breaths, a couple chill pills. As my dad likes to say so often, take a couple chill pills, you know. Look what we have right now. You have Ty France, which before his injury was a no-doubt all-star player. 161 WRC plus up until his his injury. He was solid. Second base, obviously, we've talked about that ad nauseum, about how they need to address second base. And they will. Jerry said it multiple times. Whether that's Colton Wong, Glaber Torres. Um, Jeff McNeil, which I'll talk about here in a, in a couple of minutes. There are so many options at second base. There's so much time. Nothing's even been done. We've had one big signing, which I'm going to get into here in a bit, but nothing has really happened in this market and people are really freaking out because they haven't done anything. Jerry and Justin are known for anything but one thing right now, right? They are known for doing things that either people don't expect or when people aren't ready for it, just flat out. None of us are ready for or we're expecting the Robbie Ray signing last year. Boom, and I know where it comes. Nobody was expecting the Jesse Winker, A. Eugenio Suarez trade. Boom, here it comes. They went and got, out, they went and got Adam Frazier for, for uh, Steve Kerr, a left-handed pitching prospect. Um, And I mean, look, this team is built for foreseeable success. Do you have some holes? Absolutely. Does Has Jerry talked about this a couple of times? Yes, he has. Do we need a corner outfielder still, preferably left-handed because of Teoscar and Julio? Yes, we do. So there is work to be done. Don't get me wrong. The Marco Gonzalez, Chris Flexen trade thing, still being speculating. I think this is we're going to get a lot more on this during next week during the winter meetings, which happens, I believe, starting Monday or Tuesday. I know for a fact it's Tuesday. It could be Monday. I'll get those information for, for, for the upcoming podcast. But... The narrative behind Mariners Twitter that they're not going to spend any money. Jerry's already talking about 2026. We're just going to ignore the 2023. Do you guys forget that we signed Julio Elite Rodriguez to a 400 and plus million dollar extension 
Granted, 200 of that is really guaranteed. Do you remember we traded for the best starting pitcher on the market in Luis Castillo and then signed him to a contract extension within a couple of weeks? Yeah, we did that. We went out and got Teoscar Hernandez. We signed Robbie Ray last year. Just like I just got, done uh, just got done talking about. Excuse me. There is so much that's been done. They spent over half a billion dollars in the last like calendar year for this or for this organization. We need to calm down. We need to look at this rationally. We need to have patience. Patience in Mariners land on Twitter needs to be learned quickly or else people are going to get more toxic and then the conversations are going to get even worse than they are now because I can't even have a conversation with half the people on Twitter because they're not realistic. They're not looking at this or they're thinking, oh, well, I want, you know, I want Correa. I want Turner. I want Swanson. I want, you know, all the, the Xander Bogarts. Of course you do. They're the best four players besides for Aaron Judge and Jacob DeGrom on the market and Justin Verlander. Like, no, like, I'm trying to keep this PG for you guys, but no crap. Duh. Of course you want those, the, the, those players. Who wouldn't? It makes your, your team that much better. But they don't want to pay a five, six, seven-year deal for a shortstop that's going to stop them from bringing up, let's say, um... Uh, Fernand Celestine, the guy that's been linked to the Mariners for like literally a year and a half. He's going to sign with them in the international draft class. For those who do not know anything about this kid, please follow me on Twitter. I do all this stuff, all the international prospect signings, who the heck they are, what their profile is, how quickly can they be expected inside the the, uh, MLB. I cover all of this. Capital PNW Professor. That's my title. That's my tag. Find me on there. You want more information? That's where you can go. But I needed to talk about this because everybody, I shouldn't, excuse me, I shouldn't say everybody because that's not fair or correct. There is a huge slice of the pie, right? Pumpkin pie. We just got done with, with, with Thanksgiving, right? Pretty much a standard. Um, there's a lot of people that are, that are freaking out. And I, I want to understand why people are freaking out and I get it. Because at one point in my life, when I was a Mariners fan, that just was, you know, I'm just a Mariners fan. I don't look at this from an analytical, you know, perspective or a lens. That's not going to do you any good right now. It's not. I'm not, I really try my best not to tell people what they should and shouldn't be doing because that's not my place. That's not what I'm here for. But you guys need to give Justin and Jerry a little bit of like breathing room because he goes on and says two sentences or three sentences that people don't like. And then it's blasted in astronomical proportion. And then this whole thing gets blown out, right? Let's just take, let's pump the old brakes. Just like we did when we were in driver's ed, where you have, you know, your teacher has the brakes. You can pump a little bit. If you're going, you know, four miles over, you're supposed to be doing three. They're going to pump the brakes a little bit. So let's pump those brakes. Let's have some patience. Let's throw a couple kindling inside the fire. Let's get a nice, you know, cedar log in there for, for the hot stove and let's start cooking. So I want to touch on that. So that's done. Uh, I want to talk about some realistic options for the Mariners. And this is so this is honestly probably even a harder topic than I just got done covering, right? Because realistically, the Mariners can do so much, right? I got a couple of names here I want to go over. Uh, I like Ian Happ from the from the 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 Cubs. That's probably gonna cost you a top 15 prospect and a starting pitcher or a you know, uh, a Brian Wu possibly for, for uh, Ian Happ or something along those lines. Brian Wu is like a top 15 starting right-handed uh, pitching prospect for us who's been dominating for pretty much a solid year in a, in a row. So that's the name to watch out here. Uh, Vidal Brujan, for those who do, do not know, he is a AAA prospect uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays. A lot of, you know, some of you might be asking, why are you talking about AAA prospect? We need major league ready uh, bats. 
And that's the thing. Somebody can come up from, from AAA and the light bulb goes on. Bruhan is a switch hitting infielder who plays second base primarily. He has ability to play third and short in a pinch. Um, he can really cover you. He can do a lot of things well. He's a better version, obviously, than than Dylan Moore. No due disrespect to, 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 to Demo. His traps and everything are great, and he's a beautiful man. But the conversation at the end of the day is the Mariners need to be better in all aspects. And doing something like that would be a great addition to do so. I can see possibly Taylor, Taylor Dollard going for him straight across the, the table. The Rays are really high on Taylor, on Taylor Dollard. Um, Jeff McNeil has been a popular name lately on Twitter and Twitter, uh, Twitter land, as well as, um, MLB chat rumors as well for the Mariners, but that's going to cost you a hell of a lot. And quite frankly, I don't think the value is worth it. I'd rather wait for him to get to free agency and try and sign him there. Unless the Mets are trying to, you know, save some money and trying to throw some more, you know, save his money and throw that money towards the starting pitcher to replace if they lose Jacob or something along those lines. Or if they want to go get Verlander, if they want to go get Kodai Singa, Justin, you know, there's tons of names out there. Uh, Carlos Rodon's been heavily linked to the Mets last week. But that's John Heyman. I don't know if that's even accurate because we're talking about John Heyman. But um, the big trade option I'm going to have for you guys here, right? I've talked about Brian Reynolds at nauseum on here. I try not to, but it's just my dream. I can't f- stop thinking about it, right? Jared, Jared Kelnick, Emerson Hancock, Taylor Trammell, and a top 15 prospect. A lot of you guys are going to say that's a lot to give up for Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds has three years of club control. He's a switch hitter. He is in a well above average defensively in center field and inside of the corners as well. He's a switch hitter. He hits well. He has contact. He has good power. He's a great locker room guy. He's exactly what Jerry and Dustin have been looking for for a long time. They've been in the Brian Reynolds conversation for two and a half years straight. But the Pittsburgh Pirates wanted Jared Kelnick almost as a main piece, and they should have done it when they had the opportunity to do so. But, you know, Jared Kelnick's been a question mark, and now he's even a bigger one than, 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 than he was. Maybe you trade Jesse Winker in here. I don't know. Maybe you send Marco or Flex. I don't know. But what I can tell you this much is that getting another switch hitter in this lineup would be a beautiful addition and would lengthen this lineup in a really needed, necessary way. Um, There's been a couple pitchers out of the um, Japanese Professional League, the NBO. Uh, There is a left-handed pitcher prospect. I don't know his full name, to be honest with you. I just saw the report on my phone a couple of minutes ago, so my apologies for that. And then I'm going to reflect on the Zach Elflin deal. Zach Elflin was a right-handed starting pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies for the last few years. He signed in for agency yesterday about mid-afternoon with the Tampa Bay Rays. It is the largest contract the Rays have given to a starting pitcher or a player in like, I don't know, 10 years. Uh, It was three years, 40 million. It kind of goes to show you they'd rather have prospects and paying guys, but they realize when you have um, Shane McClanahan, you have, um, excuse me, I'm trying to dig names right now off the top of my head, Ryan Yarbrough. Uh, Drew Rasmussen, they have a plenty of arms and they're going to be able to fill it. But having a veteran guy in the locker room and the overall clubhouse is going to be well and good deeds for them. I'll be curious as to how that trade affects the value or excuse me, that signing affects the trade value of Marco Gonzalez and Chris Flexen. But until we get to the winter meetings, I'm really just shooting in, in, in the dark on that one. So I'll cover more on that when I get to that here in upcoming podcast. Apologies for the noise on the, on the page turn. I'm not sure if my podcast can pick that up or the, my new microphone. Seattle Seahawks, um, illness has been spreading throughout the locker room pretty much all week. Yesterday, they had eight guys on uh, the injury injury report with the same illness. Laquan Treadwell, nice report, been coming out about him making some positive impressions, and he's making the most of his opportunities here in Seattle. Uh, they really like his ability with his good route saving, uh, excuse me, his savvy route running. 
He is a big physical body, similar to DK in size. Just not obviously as big, muscly built as DK, but he has a lot of really good abilities. Ole Miss, he really tore it up in college and just never really had the opportunities due to injury and the lack of scheme there in Minnesota. John Wolford will start a quarterback for the Rams on Sunday. Excuse me, on Sunday. Um, Bryce Perkins also could be involved as the second string quarterback. What's interesting about this is the fact that they might run with, with two quarterbacks, which makes scheming that much more difficult for, for Pete and for Clint Hurt. I'm not saying this is an excuse by any mean or any fashion that this gives them a reason not scheme properly because I talked about that at nauseum recently on this podcast about needing to scheme correctly and they have not been able to do so for a while. Hopefully this is an opportunity for them to rebound and scheme the right direction to get some pass rush on these quarterbacks that really struggle, uh, especially with, with guys in their face. They don't uh, Cam Akers is probably going to be obviously their number one running back. So if they can limit Cam Akers and make these guys throw the ball, it's a recipe for good things to happen and get some more NASCAR packages. For those who know what the NASCAR package is, that's back to a shout out to Legion of Boom. When we brought in Chris Clemens, or uh, yeah, Chris Clemens off the edge uh, as a rusher, specifically on third downs, which is pr- pretty much what we're seeing out of Daryl Taylor this year. Fun fact: uh, the Seahawks are currently number two in takeaways in the NFL, tied with the Baltimore Ravens at 19. So we've been able to punch the ball out, strip the ball, get sacks, all that good stuff. Good, get picks. Uh, this is a great opportunity for Tariq Woolen to get a couple interceptions, at least one this week especially with them not having Cooper Cup or Allen Robinson at the number one and two wide receiver spots. Kraken, another night, another Matty Beneers moment, 3-2 to two win, an overtime over the Washington Capitals. Goals by, obviously, Matt, Matty Beneers, Yanni Gore, J- uh, Jaden Schwartz. Magic Carpet Ride simply continues. You know, good old Steppenwolf. Magic Carpet Ride, it's a beautiful thing. This team is so much fun to watch. Um... I do want to just say for a moment, I've been pretty impressed uh, with the offense, as of, especially with the premium lately with the nine goals and then three goals bouncing back. I am even more impressed, though, with the goaltender's abilities to bounce back in premium fashion, especially after the eight-goal roller coaster debacle that it was. Dave, Dave Hackstall, the head coach, uh, was really solid and reaffirming that they need better goaltending and they need to be more and more consistent, and they were able to bounce back that in yesterday's game. They, they will play their next game tomorrow versus the Florida Panthers. Uh, obviously, we want to keep these good vibes rolling as a theme is here in Seattle with, with good vibes and everything going on in the city. I tweeted up recently that the city of Seattle is in a beautiful spot right now for a youth movement. Rookie of the year in Julio Rodriguez. Tariq Wollin still on pace to win defensive rookie of the year. Maddie, the smooth truth Beneers has been playing fantastic hockey for a young guy. This team is playing. We're just, we're really fortunate. We're really blessed. Obviously, if we had the sound, uh, not the sounders, excuse me, the Sonics, that we would be in even a better spot than we are now. But we have so much to be thankful for right now. Obviously, the weather has not been great for us up right now with the snow incoming and still, uh, still coming down in certain areas. Got a little bit here today at my house, but I'm a, uh, going to leave it there for us to today's podcast. Again, thank you so much to everybody who's been listening to the podcast and for sharing and rating and subscribing. Helps me out a ton. I really appreciate you guys for taking the time out of your busy day in the course of a busy week during the busy holiday season. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Let's go Hawks. Jerry, Justin, throw some stuff and some uh, some wood and coals in the hot stove. And uh, who knows? Maybe we have some Mariners breaking news podcast if we get something happen this weekend. If anything happens on hot stove, I will be covering it. I will have an emergency podcast and I will have it fresh for you guys the moment it comes out. Until then, have a fantastic, beautiful, blessed weekend. And I will catch you guys on Monday. Peace.